Hey, so I know it's summertime and we're all on the go. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting here with a dingy backpack. That's right. You sitting here, you going to the gym, you traveling, hopping on the plane. Or maybe you just decided to go spend the night over his house and don't want to have to come back home to grab your shit. Well, I have the remedy just for you, sis. Our good old friends that was with Muslim Backpacks are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off of their first purchase. Head over to muzmmbackpacks.com, redeem our offer code WRYH10 to receive 10% off of your first purchase. Once again, that is muzmmbackpacks.com. Let them know Lonnie and Ali sent you. Let's get into the show. Asshole could never. Uh, what? <laughs> a pussy asshole <laughs> could never. Oh. Uh-huh. Now listen. I, I'm trying. You know, y'all hear the crackle this week. It, it, it's there. It, it's serious. Um, I wouldn't only give y'all um a raving rendition of a very clashed current secular song and. Because I'm getting over a tad bit of pneumonia, of pneumonia, excuse me, I said it like, like, of course, black folk. Um, I don't have it in me this week. So we're just going to flow directly into the show. Um, welcome to another raving rendition of Millennial Night Court, um, the annual Shaking My Head Fest, um, the annual What the Fuck Were You Thinking? seminar that we like to call Who Raised You Hoes. I am your host, Lonnie. And your co-host, Aaliyah. And this week, we are, we're joined um, by one half of a great, um, stellar duo. Um, I, I believe they're from Tennessee. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I don't introduce our guests, and neither does Aaliyah. So, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Okay, well, first off, I don't feel like I'm a guest. Like, we're going to just start there. We family, so it's not a guest. You know what? Okay, all right. (laughs) Come through, family. Come through. What's up, cousin? What's going on, cuz? But peace and prosperity. This is Lucky Lefty the Great, one half of the illustrious Cashmere Thoughts podcast. Welcome. We're yes. here. I'm here yes. to, yes. to give y'all a two or three cents on some things. I'm here. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, I just, I'm sorry. I still wish that Winnie was here. Yeah, yeah. You know, shout, I out, shout out to Winnie. Yes. I really do wish Winnie was here, but I understand he had things where he oh. couldn't be here. Right, right. 
almost rescheduled so we can have Winnie too. It's just <laughs> oh, we are gonna do this again, so it's not an issue. We we we're gonna do this again, so we'll we'll he'll be here. We are gonna get it squared up. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, so then with that being said, we can just nose dive directly into um our honey iced tea. The landfill of trash that we like to call scroll on. I think this week I want to start with um, State of the Black Union, or as I like to call it, politics is bullshit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unfold here, but Aaliyah is more of a political genius than I am. Okay. Oh, I am by far, far from the political genius. Um, I just try to understand shit as it pertains to, you know, us and myself. Right. So we had, you know, our, our um, president... Who? Well, no, more like so, more like so. Their president okay. um, made some racist comments that we had touched on last week, mm-hmm. and the House actually voted on a resolution to condemn him for his attack on those Congresswomen. Yeah. Mm. And it actually caused a st- quite a stir. Um, he was on a political political rally. I don't know where, but it was a bunch of I think of it was North people. Carolina. He was? I think it was North Carolina. Yeah, so he was in North Carolina, and he had the crowd chanting, send her back, which was a, a an attack toward Ilhan Omar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was disgusting, quite honest. I don't know if y'all saw the videos on it, but I was, I was sick. Yeah, I, I saw it. And it, it really bothered me. Like I'm, I never pretended to be any type of political aficionado, but I, like you, Ali, I try to pay attention enough to kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, my thoughts on that thing is like, man, those women are American citizens, and that was a crowd of American citizens chanting, "Send her back!" Like, what, what kind of shit is that? And then on top of that, dude's supposed to be the leader of the free world, and he's like, damn, they're pumping the crowd up like it's a rap like it's unacceptable, man. Like, dude is, uh, dude, different. <laughs> he's he's different, man. Exactly. Is it the word? Dude is just a white supremacist, a rapist, um, a sexist, and thank you, Aaliyah, for that. Um, all of those <laughs> good things. So it it just it's just a lot. Um, yeah. A lot to un- is a lot to just undo is the best way to say it. So, yeah. not to mention we vote next year, so it's just ew. yeah. But see, that's the thing that scares me so much about this because you know they it's even a lot of the political analysts think that something like this will propel him to win again in 2020. I. I could see that. Like, I was just literally sitting here thinking that, like, it'll be kind of fucked up if he wins again, but then it, it wouldn't be fucked up because I kind of almost expect him to win again, unfortunately. Exactly. And it's like what my fiance, my what my fiance and I say, Trump is the president America deserves. Yeah. He, uh. he really is. Like, he, he's that, he, he's a, he's the reflection of America. Yes. Like, he like not really a is. reflection. But the reflection, like he is yes. the reflection of this country. 
it's it's unfortunate that we're, we're having to see it in real time. Like this, this ain't the '60s or '70s when we used to kind of, you know, would hear about this. Like we're we're the adults in this time and era. We're living through this. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and it is crazy. And it's like I see it in the way that the the rest of the world turns their back on us in the sense that they can't deal with him because he's not. He's in no way, in my mind, leadership material. It's like, you know, with me being in the military, I have more briefings on a lot of the things that he says and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I can't do, yeah. but he does them. So it's like, what kind of example is that to me as you're my commander in chief and you're doing the things that I get briefed on yearly not to do? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you have to sit through it and he's just like, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. Exactly. And it, it's so crazy to see. And it's like, I would not be surprised if he won in 2020. Yeah, like, I, I think, it, and it's just my my personal thought. Like all these Democratic candidates, they're going to just all kind of just fight each other to the to the end, and you know we're going to settle on one, and then he's going to you know he, he's going to yes. still get what he's been getting. So. Because like looking at it now, it's a fucking circus. It's mm-hmm. just so many of them. You don't know who's who. Man. I was watching CNN the other day, and they showed like twelve, like literally like twelve different candidates in a Democrat debate. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was I was kind of exhausted during during the first debates when I watched when they they had the two nights. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing this." Yeah, it's too much. Mm. Well, as we as we talk about the toddler in chief, um, (laughs) it came to fruition this week also that. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have stepped in to try to smooth over talks in Sweden to release um, ASAP Rocky. And of course, um, Trump has also gotten involved in the whole situation. And he's also stating that he has tremendous support from the African-American community. And when he says African-American, he can say it's for everyone else because we are one. And I guess in that case, I'm Caucasian because I don't give that nigga my support. So, man. Okay. I, think, I think I'm Latino then. Hello. I'm Asian as fuck. Yeah, like, let me un- let me unzip my blackness and hang it in the in the closet because um I am not. Yeah. No, it's I'm very. Now, with the whole situation with the ASAP Rocky situation in Sweden, apparently they're also denying him bail, so meaning he's stuck. <laughs> The main reason why they're denying him bail is because bail is not something that's available in Sweden like it's like it is available here. Right. So right. when Trump went to talk to the prime minister, he's like, yeah, no, because it's not like we have a because, you know, he basically told him we don't have a system for bail like, you know, like you guys do here. Right. So, you know, he's going to be held and the courts are independent. Basically saying we ain't like y'all, so mm-hmm. he's going he's going to pay his price, and uh-huh. that's it. Yeah, it's just that simple. Um, in regards to the whole ASAP situation, like I've been kind of trying to read up on it, and from what I understand, they were just defending themselves. It wasn't anything that they had started or anything of that nature. So I guess because I don't know the full facts, I can't really speak how I want to but so, that, yeah but I would say that if he if he was only defending himself I just think that's a human right 
Like, you, you have a human right to defend yourself. So yes. I hope that he's not, you know, in there and he's not being held for anything other than just, we're just, you know, we got to follow our own protocols. I hope that's all this is right now. Well, it and is I because they're trying to figure out, which is why they're holding him. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, because it's so much going around about what happened. That yeah. it's like, okay, we just gonna hold you here. We're gonna investigate this and you know, fuck your country because yeah. you know, we, we got you now. So it is what it is. Yeah. While we're uh, while we're speaking of overseas, um protesters in Puerto Rico are basically protesting over the government's chat messages that imply um and it implements on travel and the black community. Basically, the they found out that their governor was in a chat making misogynistic as well as transphobic. Um, sorry, not transphobic. I believe it's homophobic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, a bunch of remarks that were basically negative and frowned upon. So it's to the point where the residents of Puerto Rico have been protesting and rioting almost to get him to resign. Now, has he resigned? I don't believe so. He no, hasn't he, as of yet. Right. He has not resigned. He is. Um, in that situation, I look at it two different ways. Um, I guess, you know, just over the last maybe, what, three, four years, we've kind of had this realization that these people are human. Mm-hmm. And humans, mm. they, you know, I mean, we all do it. We all say and think and whatever we feel. Um, but with all that being said, they have to keep in mind, you are a government official. So, you are held to a higher standard. But I think that these government officials in 2019, they look at the, the commander-in-chief and they like, shit, if he can do it, I can do it too. Exactly. And, and it's a huge thing, thing about examples. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know. It, it's, you're, you're only as strong as your leader. Exactly. Well. And, and see, and what I liked about the Puerto Ricans, soon as they <laughs> heard about that shit, they was like, yeah. oh no, we finna turn up. Yeah, get and out of they here. got it popping. Mm-hmm. Now, it made me think about what we need to do in our own community. You know, when things like that go wrong, you know, we we kind of do the, the same thing. We get upset. We get on social media. We organize. We march for a good couple of days. Yeah, it might get a little hairy. And then, you know, we go back home until the next one. Yeah. Like, no, we need to keep going until there's no more going left. So where they just like, all right, just to, you know get y'all off the streets and stop tearing our shit up here. We're going to get, we're going to change some laws. We're going to sign something. And that's even like with Eric Garner, how mm-hmm. his daughter was going off on the police. And, you know, she's like, my heart has not, you know, that man has killed my father and he has not gotten justice. Zero justice. Zero. Okay. He's not getting federal charges. Basically it's being dismissed. Yeah, yeah like it's walk. just oh, it's a oh well, and, and I think that the 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 New York State legal system they look at it like well we paid y'all, exactly. So, yeah, what's what's this about? We paid you. Get on out of here. Yeah. And like for me personally, and I have said this more than once on 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 our own pod, I'm like man, if if anything ever happens to me, don't take the money. Exactly. Don't take the money. I want right. my justice. Like that money ain't gonna bring me back. But justice will make me at least get a little bit of rest. Exactly. Because that's what I told my fiance. I was like, if something happened to me, tear they shit up. Hey, burn it down. <laughs> burn it all the way down. 
uh, as we segue into the regular on um, scroll line, which you just cut. Well, since we're on justice and no peace, um, Robert is back oh, in the news. Right. <laughs> um, well, let's start here. Robert has um, basically is being held now without bond, which they consider him a risk to young girls and women as well. And um, that too. They also he also entered like an idiot a not guilty plea. Um, also, while he is in, I want to say he's in like general holding, if I'm not mistaken, or um, general population. Excuse me. They um they're claiming that he's afraid for his life in prison and he has asked to go into solitary confinement. Nope. Yeah, like now I am. Oh my goodness, like. I have a very strained relationship with Rob Kelly. Like, I, I think he, and this is once again my personal opinion. So these are not the views of of of, of who raised your host podcast. You make sure you put, you make sure you make that separate. Continue. Yeah. So I think he is just like so fucking repulsive. Like, dude. Yes. I just like I, I've never wished anything bad on anybody, but I feel like what ever happens to him in prison he deserves it just that simple i mean i think i'm worse than you because i said well if he winds up dead or gets killed in prison i'd actually laugh yeah like i, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be like damn that's fucked up you'd be like oh okay what, what else is going on in the news today like, exactly just, like that dude like he like the, the simple fact that, that he is still arrogant enough to feel like i'm gonna plead not guilty and i might win this one too like exactly. he has to no. just 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 plead out, do your time and, and let us go on with our lives. Like we are done with you, man. Yeah. The thing the thing is before, like in the early two thousands when he had um when it was the trial, mm-hmm. that was statewide. So it's completely different. This yeah. is on a federal level now. So there's no getting around this. Like if there's evidence you're you're going to jail. You're not going to regular jail. You're going to federal prison. Yeah. Well, well, when when Homeland Security and the FBI got involved, I was like, yeah, it's over. Yeah, because it's illegal because he, you know, crossed state lines with children. Yeah. And he was sexually assaulting them. Like, Mm -hmm. there are cult leaders that that have gone to prison for this. So it's like, yeah, he's he's, he's definitely going away this time. I I definitely feel it in my spirit. He's going away. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's time. Like, it's it's been a long time coming, and like I said, I, I hope all the bad things in prison happen to him and only him. Like, mm, everything, yes. man. Get yeah. out of here. Well, we can segue into one of the most disappointing things I've heard this week. Um, Netflix has canceled She's Gotta Have It. I was so upset. Did that disappoint you guys? I'm sorry? Did that disappoint y'all? Yes! So, I, I have a confession. You I didn't like, like it. it. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, God. Like, like, I just, season one, I stomached because everyone else watched it. But season two, I was like, okay, Spike, this is just, I just, I, I couldn't get with it. I tried. I think what, what drew people to season one was the fact that it was tantalizing to see a woman have multiple relationships and deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of grow in that process. Yeah. But 
season two was where you saw that growth actually start to manifest itself. Yeah. And a lot, and it, there was less emphasis on the relationships and more so on Nola finding who she was, especially after she lost Opal. Well, spoiler alert, after, you know, Opal broke up with her, you could see even in her face that it was her growing moment. Yeah. So not, a lot not of people to, didn't like that. That's why. But not to mention, when you really look back on it with season two, it wasn't as sexually provocative as season one. Yeah. Like after Opal, she only dealt sexually with one guy. That was it. Yeah. Season one, there were multiple guys in Opal. So it was a, it's completely weird to see how it changed. But of course, as a lover of the show, I'm like, you're kind of killing me right now because she actually, like Ali is correct, at by the season finale, you saw she grew up. Yeah. It was, she finally realized that it was time for her to really change and she grew up. This is true. And, and, and for me, I'm a story person. So I, I like to grow with the story. And like I said, this, the storyline in season two was, I would say, was better than season one. But I just, just for me personally, it just was one of those things I was like, I just, I can't get with it. Yeah. But, so but if you, did you watch season two, Lucky? I did. I did. What did you think about when you found out that Mars was really um, Mookie's son? Um, it made sense. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Like, it's one of those things I was like, okay, I get that. I get that part right there. Um, so, so that made sense to me. But it was just, I guess just, like, there were things that made sense, but it was just, as a collective, I was just, I don't know. Like, and I, I've tried more than once. I'm just like, I yeah, it, get it just it. wasn't. It just wasn't everybody's cup of tea this season. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, he is shopping the the show around a different platform, so we may see it pop up somewhere else. So hopefully, we'll have a season three somewhere else. Hopefully, one can only hope. Yeah, I I mean, and, and, and I'm one of those people. Also, like. I, I root like I'm I'm like Issa Rae. I root for everything and everybody black. So yes. I, I wanted to succeed. I, like even if I don't partake in it, I don't wish any ill will on it. Like because it doesn't have to be for me. Like there's options for everyone. So I'm one of those people. That's a good that's a good viewpoint to have. Mm-hmm. Good. So um, Lucky, are you a person for like Marvel movies and stuff like that? Um, I watch them. Yes. I'm not I'm not like a. I was never a comic book nerd as a child, but the movies, I, I am entertained by them, and I, I actually seen something that really, really made me feel good yesterday, so I'm I, I'm excited. I'm excited about oh, this. I think I'm about to mention it. Yes. Uh, yes. Marshalla uh, Ali is going to be Bleed. Yes. That I'm definitely going to watch, because my grandmother took me to the movies to see Bleed, so I have to. Oh yeah, you have to like it's it's a nostalgic thing for you as well. It's just a fan like yes. things like that. Like I, I remember things that my my parents and grandparents done. And it's like when it comes back, I'm like I have like like for example, The Lion King. Mm. Like, I, I have to go see that. Like I don't care anything about who's playing in it. Like it's just it, it takes me to my childhood. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a couple of weeks because you know I got to wait till the beehive see it and you know, watch <laughs> mouth it. over here. Cause I ain't, I ain't I, I said watch it. every time she comes on the screen, just shut the hell up and watch the goddamn movie. Yeah, listen, you can't be, listen. you can't be disrespectful and and 
and, and do all that. It's a movie. Like, it's not a Beyonce concert. Exactly. You know what? I'm not going to take this. Let me leave. Okay. <laughs> Bye, pumpkin. Bye, pumpkin. You know what? I, you're gonna. Ha- you know what, Heidi? You're gonna have to live with it. Okay, just live with it. Anywho, um, is Nick? Oh God, you started. You started. Okay. So we got to talk about Miss Wendy Williams. We got what to. About touch, we got to touch on Miss Ma'am. Did you see her for her for her little birthday? No, I did not. I didn't even know it was her birthday. See, divorce looks so good on her. Hey, you, you can really tell good. she is just thriving. Her skin, like her skin, is just like she's glowing. Yeah, like 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 I said, divorce looks good on people, and it not even say it looks good like it's a bad thing. It's just one of those things like when you find that happiness. Yeah, it's so much more than you 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 ain't got to deal with 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 his or her shit no more. Like, yes, it, it, it's it's a great feeling. Like. When people like, for example, when people just have regular breakups and be like, "Wow, they look happy." So just imagine what years of bullshit then then weighed on that woman. And, and I'm not even the biggest Wendy Williams fan, but I'm actively rooting for her for that. Like she's yes, happy. same here. Like I, I, I'm, looks, I'm pro happiness. Yeah, she is. She looks so good, and she looked really good on her little birthday with her crown and her tutu. Dropping <laughs> yes, at, at Louis Vuitton and Tiffany's. I was like, okay, sis. Yeah. Listen, listen. When you when you drop that dead weight, when Ooh. that weight is just dropped, come mm-hmm. on with it. Come on. You, you just happiness is just on the other side. You just you can't help it. I mean, you had to get rid of your other child. Yes. Yeah. And, and and it looked like a natural smile. It wasn't forced. Yes. Like that, that was just naturally, I'm in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. And I love that look on her, and I hope that never changes, at least, you know, for a toxic nigga. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, like, like, that can't change for no nigga. Like, you gotta keep that. Keep that exactly. The, in the words of Papi Ando, you had Crippany Haddish on her show, <laughs> sitting there modeling and throwing gang signs. Oh, man. I, I I had to look at the clip a couple times to see everyone was talking about because I wasn't paying attention. Then I'm like, she's really throwing up a C. Yeah. But some people, of course, you know the internet is quick. Some people did some digging, and sis is really crip. I believe it. I believe it. Because why would you throw up a C? Hey, but you know what? She did that, and I bet her hood loves her right now for that. Yes, the they hood love her. Like she, well, she can, she, she can do no wrong in the hood at least for the rest of this year. Yep. <laughs> yep. She got the she got the free ride through everything. Oh, and yeah. I was like, okay, that's a little weird, but then I was like, all right. I, I mean, I guess. Well, so, right. It was no thing like you know. I guess like you know. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a a gang member by any means, but I I get it. Like, I've I've seen and been around gang life and whatnot, and it, it's some women who rep harder than some men. So exactly, hey, that's not to use this. <laughs> so <laughs> if it make you happy, go on and do it, sis. Well, go. speaking of happy, because you know I love a segue. Mm-hmm. Um, a stand-up comedian from Comedy Central is actually under fire right now. Who? Um. <laughs> I forget her name because she's not of importance. Um, is she this made a white a, woman? Yes, it is. 
Um, she made a murder joke on XX Tentacion, where she was saying that, of course, going over how he passed, where he had, like, I think they said, like, $50,000 like $50, in cash to buy a car, but got shot and robbed for the cash. And she was saying something along the lines, does that make, wouldn't this make a great Venmo commercial? Oh. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, that was, now, it was, it was very tasteless. Wow. That was real tasteless, and she was saying the best way to move on from the situation is to make light of it with jokes, no. which I get it, but here's the problem with that. It's certain, this is the thing with comedians, especially now. You're called out now more on those types of things than you'll be called out on anything else. That joke was very insensitive. Right. Yes, and I'm not a, a triple X fan by by far because of just who he was. You're not alone in that in that segment. Yeah, like it, it wasn't my it wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't but to make a joke like that. That is really messed up. Yeah, like it, it, even even if you like I said, even if I'm not a fan of it, like I'm not going to ever go that route like I mean I'm pretty sure that whatever crap and I've never heard of her as a comedian but so I don't I don't follow her like that but just you know just certain things you just don't do it's just right. you, it, that's just that's human law certain mm-hmm. things you just don't know that that's that's a that's a behavior you know as a child like I know I shouldn't do this mm-hmm. so it's like when she when she was with her writing team and they and, and whoever thought of that joke she or, or anybody else in the room should have been like, no, we can't do that one. Yeah, <laughs> somebody should have just erased that one because that one wasn't it. That wasn't it. <laughs> so, um, Michelle Obama has been named the most admired woman in the world. Yes. Come on, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. I, it's well-deserved. Yeah, like <laughs> Michelle Obama, That that is... You know what? I, I liken Michelle Obama to this generation's Claire Huxtable. Yes. Mm. That's that's what she is. She's she's a Claire Huxtable for this generation. Just that that model of 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 what a black woman is. It's just that simple. She she is just she's what a black woman is. And and I mean to be the most admired woman in the world, like she's she's been the most admired black woman in, in black community since what 2007. So yep. this level of recognition, I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes, and for it to be a black woman where mm-hmm. a white woman is like the standard of beauty, that's amazing. Right. right. That's the thing. To to to, get, to, to cross that barrier. Yes. To be recognized as such. And and you know what? Like since since they got out of office, she has been shining. Like Michelle she Obama really has. has. She's been doing her thing. So I'm I love that because, you know, most women, I guess in these situations, as far as when they have a, a powerful husband or whatever, mm-hmm. they kind of assume that role is a kept woman. They just, they're just there for, for photo ops and whatnot, man. Yep. Bill Obama's out here grinding. <laughs> she and, she, and she was definitely out there. You know, she mm-hmm. was doing things. She was speaking. Yeah. And, you know, the things that she would speak about was just like, oh my God. Like, right. I wish my daughter could watch you 24-7. Like, you know. Yeah. And... To, to see that was just like, wow, that's so amazing. And she didn't have to sell nobody out to get it. She oh was herself, goodness. her authentic she, self the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's always been her. Like, and my daughter, so my daughter's 15 and 
she loves Michelle Obama. Like that is, I think that's her second mom. Like she loves Michelle Obama. So I Aww. try to anything I can do to to encourage that and encourage anything she has going on. I'm like, if that's what you want to look to, then yes. I would be a, I would be a fool to be like, no, do this instead. No, that's somebody to aspire to. So mm-hmm. I'm, I love that. So Aaliyah. Who is leaving The Walking Dead? Oh, man. So, Denai Guerrero, who plays uh, Michonne, is leaving The Walking Dead. Now, I long stopped watching that shit. I stopped yeah, watching I it when Glenn it. died because it just yeah, got annoying. No. That might have been about the same time I stopped. Because it got really annoying. And I don't, you know, I don't fault sis for wanting to leave. Shit. Show sure was annoying as hell now. Then yeah. it got spinoffs, and it's the same shit. Like, it used to be entertaining, but you know, now she's yeah. off to greener pastures, and I'm happy for her. Yeah, like, and that that's where I'm at. Like, it's, you know, at a certain point, everything runs its course. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it, it's, I think the show in general has run its course. Like, they're, like I said, yeah. there's spinoffs, and there's all these other things. It's like, okay, what 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 are we doing now? Yeah. What are we doing? And I think that's where she got to because it was it was just like, okay, this show was long supposed to end. Yeah, it should have been at least three. It's a lot like 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 shows like Power and stuff. Mm -hmm. The 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 story eventually, like you said, runs its course. Yeah. So what more else can you do? And in that search of finding what more else can they do, they always wind up with the same thing. Yes. Well, so I'm happy she's she's finding something else to do because that show is a sh- is a sinking ship anyway. It is. It 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 is. It is. Well, it's been for a couple of years now, actually. <laughs> man, right. I uh I have a bonus here. Um, but it'd be real quick. Um, so apparently, sometime I want to say over the weekend or late last week. Um, ja Rule's name ended up in the news again. Oh, for what? Oh, damn. <laughs> Apparently, him, Irv Gotti, got into a scuffle or uh, altercation, if you will, um, after a performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, Irv Gotti went to clear the air on what took place. Apparently, it was some girl that wasn't authorized to be on stage, found her way on. After she came off of the stage, she started, of course, going back and forth with them. Next thing you know, of course, in New York, typical early 2000s, like to like right before 2010-ish, New York dudes like, oh, we, we was ready to get active. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who still uses that term? I think New York niggas. <laughs> they don't use that term anymore. That's I'm like, y'all are really old. It's fine now. Stop it. Stop it. But I, uh, I'm like, Jarrell, you can't catch a break. Can you just go sit down somewhere and sit in that recline? And here I was feeling bad for him when Fifty was messing with him. Listen, I, the debt, the debt collector will always mess with him. Yeah, like like Fifth. At the end of the day, I think we all know Fifty is a bully. Like that 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 goes that saying. But it's like Jarrell. Ja Rule needs that to make himself relevant. Yes. And so mm. he, does, he does little silly things 
almost hoping that 50 Cent says something so that it can just, you know, they can keep going. It's like, man, you guys are in your 40s. Like, let that go. Let exactly. Go. Y'all, you, you're grown men. Like, still arguing over something that happened in the 90s? Like, let that go. Exactly. I got grown kids going through the same shit. Yeah, I got grown kids. <laughs> I got grown kids, man. Stop it. On that note, you're right. We need to stop it. We're going to take a quick break, refill these glasses, and we will be right back. <laughs> yeah, I had to go refill that good old cup. But while we're here, thank you so much for your continued support for the actual podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, please continue to like, which means you actually like what you heard. Rate. It helps us get us up with the rankings, especially with Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, which means you download. You don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Would you like to keep in contact with actual conversation going on even after the podcast is released? And yes, I do check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcasts. Once again, it is WRYH Podcasts. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your continued support. And let's get back to the show. I'm pretty sure my cup is full by now. I can't wait till we get into this this, this topic here. Yeah. I think we're going to have fun with it. Oh, I know we are. I, I, I'm excited about it. You excited? What you excited about? Because I'm a talker, man. I love to talk. Well, <laughs> you, well, you're recording and talking right now. You just don't realize it. Uh, I know. I, I've done the Skype. Like we, you know, this is what I do. So this is, I can, I can talk. Like so, we. Well, we well, you know, Pride Month is over, as yep. we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, we're almost out of this. Today is um July 21st. We're almost out of July. Right. Oof. Anywho, so I guess one of the hardest things, especially when it comes to belonging within the community, is acceptance. And a lot of people don't understand what I say when I say acceptance, meaning acceptance from family. Mm-hmm. And for me, my hardest coming out was my father. Like, and everyone would have thought, like, you was it your mother? I'm like, no. My hardest coming out was my dad. We beefed for like two days mm. after I told him. Mm-hmm. Like, full blown arguments, told him. So, I guess because I'm the one um, that more than likely, if God sees fit, then oh well. I probably would never have children of the three of us. Um, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I, I promise I'm not going to cry. Um, I think we've comprised a good um bunch of questions for basically to try and ease over the stereotype of the rejection that comes from coming out to family, especially parents. Okay. So I have two pretty open-minded people here. Yeah. I will say so. So we're going to start because we have two talkers. <laughs> um, my first question would be, do you feel it's more acceptable to come out in an African-American or a Caucasian household? Um, 
I'm gonna go first with this one. Okay, go ahead. I, I feel like it's probably hard in in both now because I, I'm I'm a heterosexual man. I, I don't know either way, but I know that that just being African American, it is so difficult to be anything outside of what the stereotypes are. Mm. It's hard to be anything other than what society has deemed a black person, man or woman, to be. If you're a black woman and you're you're reserved and quiet, they look at you like you're crazy because you're not this stereotype of always popping off and doing these things. I'm a black man. I'm a vegan, and oh. I'm not religious. So I'm I'm borderline retarded to people. And I hate to use that term, but people <laughs> look at me like I am crazy because I don't eat meat, and I, I just the, the confines of, of what religion is, I, I just don't agree with it. So I'm looked at like I'm crazy. So I can only imagine what it would be like to come out as, as being a homosexual, even though you know that it makes you happy because you love who you love. People just look at you like, well, you're not supposed to be this way. And it's like, I can mm-hmm. be whatever the fuck I want to be. Like, I'm, it makes me happy. I'm going to do mm. it. Exactly. So, so, like, which bill? One of these bills that you're paying? Man. Like, and so so that that's my take on it. It's like, my happiness is going to be paramount and, and it's probably harder because, once again, parents and and relatives and whatnot is just people legit fear things they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Or I would now see looking at it from the lens of maybe someone who's a little more moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that people fear things they don't understand, right? Right. Right. As a parent yourself, because I don't gonna, I don't have any kids yet. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that that fear from some parents possibly comes from the hardship of having to hear what your children deal with because they are part of the the um, LGBTQ plus community? Mm-hmm. So could it be that as a parent, you your anger may come from a place of protection where it's like, I don't want you to have to go through this? I think that's part of it. Uh, I, I think that's part of it. But I also think that part of it is is the perception. Mm-hmm. I think the perception is also part of it. Like I, I feel like it's not just that one hard line thing of I just don't, you know, it's like people look at it like, man, my child's going to have to endure these battles. My child's going to have to fight these fights and all these ridicule and whatnot, and I can't protect them how I want to. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, well, you know, such and such is going to think this, or I'm not going to have any grandkids because of this. It's, it's like so it's like it's partially a selfish you know reasoning and then yes. also that that area of compassion it, it's it's double sided mm-hmm. you know what i want to play devil's advocate okay oh, here we go okay so here's my thing i feel like it's more accepting for caucasian families mm-hmm. than it is african american and there's a huge reason why okay religion yes Yes. A lot of it is religion. A lot of it has to do with the Bible mm-hmm. and especially the teachings and the things that we all witness growing up. Like most of us carry around our parents' traits when it comes to certain situations yeah. or their mannerisms or behaviors, even though that's both. So you can have somebody completely come out, but you'll have them turn to the Bible and be like, oh, well, it's a, well, it says here in the Bible it shouldn't be happening. 
but why are you leaning on the Bible instead of trying to lean on your understanding? Mm. So, my thing is this. You are willing to disown your child for something that says in a, that was said in a book thousands of years ago. But because for some people, religion is not some it's something that is okay, if it's in the book, this is what I need to do. But what a lot of people don't realize, there are gray areas. Look at the time that a lot of these books were written. They didn't have all of these societal pressures and, you know, technology makes it, you know, makes things better. The fact that we can connect to anyone in the world at any time makes yes. that makes that a, a different situation. And I'm going to I'm going to even though it's not like a story about coming out, but I'm going to use an example of me. Mm-hmm. My mother was was religious. Mm-hmm. I grew up Muslim all of my life. Okay. So when it came down to going to college, I got accepted to an out-of-state school. So my mother asked me, she was like, are you still going to cover when you go to school? And I was like, no. I thought she was going to kill me. But she said, you know what? I'm not going to let a religion come between me and my child. Yes. So, And my mother has been that way ever since. She accepts my fiance. She accepts, you know, the life that I have chosen for myself. And she doesn't, you know, badger me about it. But some people cannot see beyond religion. Right. They can't see that this is my child. You know, I birthed this person. It took me however many hours or days to bring this person into the world. I'm just going to disown them like that. And a lot of people just don't think that these books are not written for this time. Yes, it's used as, as a, a largely, largely for guidance, mm-hmm. but it's not supposed to be something that you strictly live your life by. Right. It's not law. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not law. It's it's supposed to be used as a guy. Now my dad's a pastor. Once again I just told you guys I'm I'm not religious by, by any means. Um I don't I'm not like atheist. I just religion just something I just yep. I guess I look at it like it's just too many options out here for one to be just the one true right one. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not that I shun I just I simply don't know. Um, and so I'm in the South and in the South, it is like, if it's not by the book, they won't know parts of it. Um, and, and I'm a person of understanding. So I look at any situation, like one of my closest cousins, my favorite cousin, he, he's gay. And, <clears throat> and, and that, that, that's my guy though. Like I, I can call him at any time. He can call me anytime and it's going to be all love. That That's my guy. And, it took his parents a very long time to even accept it. And I I accepted him when we were children. Like, that, that's just what he is. Like, I, I don't love him no less. Exactly. And, and that's the thing with, I think, it's the, probably the hardest part is people feel like because you're not what they want you to be, that the love fades. And I, I just, I love him because he's he's who he needs to be. Exactly. He's who makes himself happy. Like, and, and I'm I'm pro happiness at the end of the day. Yep. Mm. And then the now, fact that, you know, if it does make you happy, who am I to tell you that you can't be happy? Cause shit, I got my own problems. I got my own things to deal with. Like if it makes you happy, then be happy over there. It's fine. Do it. Exactly. But I, I, but, and, and I have a question for you, Lonnie. Like 
you I know you said that your 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 father was the hardest person to come out to. Who was the easiest? Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Um my best friend. Okay. And it would I would have to say one of my um my younger cousin. Okay. That was the first person of my family that I actually told. Mm-hmm. So it it got weird when you added the elders into it, and it's like so I had to go through the I, like basically when you become the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. it becomes uncomfortable. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So that's the standpoint I look at it as is like even to this day it's kind of like God forbid I have another lover and I have to bring him around my family. Mm-hmm. I would be so uncomfortable and like. Please, I don't feel like dealing with them today. Like, I really don't. I don't want to deal with the looks. I don't want to deal with the possible remarks that come afterwards. It's just, it's, I'm too old and this is getting old type of situation. So I guess you could say, like, your, like, your closest relatives or, fa- or friends become the first people you normally tell. Yeah. Mm. So... The question that I have two questions. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna ask the first one. Is it easier for, and I know the answer to this question, I just wanna hear what you guys have to say. Is it easier for a, per, a child to come out based on their gender? Um, can I go on this one? Go ahead. I think. I don't think it's a necessarily a, a thing about of, of it being easier. It's a thing of it being more acceptable. Yes. So yes. it's acceptable for women to be um, into people of the same sex or both sexes at the same time or just no one in particular. Right. Um, it's more acceptable because we're more we're we're socialized to be softer, more mm-hmm. open, more loving. Whereas for men, you're supposed to be, you know, but for lack of a better word, macho, you're supposed to be yeah. a strong one. You're supposed to be everything that a woman is not. So sensitivity right. is the thing that makes coming out acceptable. So for a girl, it might be the same struggle where, you know, she might have family members that that aren't, you know, going to agree with her. Her parents might kick her out if she's, you know, gay for whatever, but. I think they might come around a little bit easier if she than if she were a male. True. Mm. I can see that. I I, I I agree with that, like a hundred percent. Um once again I don't I don't wanna say it's easier either way, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's more accepted by society if a woman, you know, comes out and, and says she, she likes, you know, women or, or she likes women and men or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's like we just we look at it a little differently if it's a woman, almost like it's a phase. Yes, almost like it's a phase. And like, like she, how men abuse and saying, "Oh, she just needs some good dick in her life, and she'll, you know, she'll turn back." I cannot stand that statement. Oh my god, <laughs> it, that was a trigger for me. I'm sorry because the one thing was one of my aunts has said. Oh no, you just never know. It could be a phase. Da, 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 da. I'm like, and my, me and my cousin looked at her like, you realize that he's been gay for like well over 10 years now? Like, right. this is not a phase. 
But it's just those type of statements are so toxic. It's ridiculous. Oh, he just he ain't find the right woman yet, or she just needs some good dick in her life. That is so toxic. It's like, bro, if it's a phase in someone's life, then it's gonna be a phase. You can't time if it's really what they want. Yeah, if it's if it's what they want, there's nothing that that you can do about it. Like, you just have to accept it. And and and, and once again, it goes to that point of just acceptance. I don't know why acceptance of other people is so hard for, for for just individuals it's like it doesn't affect you directly why you have such a hard time accepting it well because it's like how um i'm put my psychology nerd hat on it's <laughs> you know the five like the five stages of grief mm-hmm. is one of those five stages and it's one of the last ones you kind of yeah. have to go through all the thoughts and the emotions of processing the news of it, and then you learn to accept it. Now, I think the answer to your question is some people do take longer to get to acceptance. And it could be a number of reasons why they just will not accept it. Religion is definitely one of them. Yeah. A major one. Um... Do you think parents are more accepting for um, someone coming out? Like, basically, based off of the gender? Um, I'm, I'm going to go first on this one. I think, I think it goes back to the point we were just making that parents may be more accepting of, of a, a girl, you know, it coming out. Because once again, they're going to look at this other phase. She'll, she'll, you know, give her a year or two years. She's just in college right now. You know, what, whatever the excuse they give themselves, the rationale they give themselves. Whether and and we as a society we have this thing where a man almost can't be curious mm. because any any level of curiosity for a man is like oh well you done it one time so you're gay it's like yes you know, like what's what like okay but but that's and that that's a societal thing that that we as a whole and I think that that probably goes that that runs rampant in the black community. Yes. Yes. in the black community. Like, yes. like for example, like with like with the whole Dwight Howard situation. Um, I guess this past basketball season where he, whatever situation he had with with the person, and I remember I was on Facebook like the other day. This might have been like early in the week. He done an interview, and there was a clip that came out, and Dwight Howard came out. He was like, "I'm not gay," and I had like five or six people who all had commented on this particular post and were like, "Well." He is gay. And I was like, well, I don't know what he did. If he did it or not, that's on him. But if he came out and said, I'm not gay, we got to take that man at his word. Exactly. We have to take him at his word. Like, it's just that simple. And those, like, such strong opinions, it's like, okay, you still black and poor. What did that change for you? It changes nothing. And that's what it's like. That's what I think about at the end of the day. And I think that's why largely I'm not really on, you know, social media and I'm not very active on it because (laughs) it's like I see a lot of people have these opinions. I'm like, okay, you still whatever race you are and you still poor. You still got this going on. What 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 has that changed? It changes absolutely Absolutely nothing. Exactly. What does him being gay or not being gay change for you? Like you still, you still gotta wake up and go to work in the morning. Exactly, <laughs> like, and this motherfucker can wake up at whatever time he want and still make money. Yes, so, so I think that 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 just you know, particularly with coming out to to parents and whatnot. I think, of course, it's 
it, it's probably once again not easier either way, but I think it's more accepted for for daughters rather than sons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's probably difficult either way, and, and I'm pretty sure. And once again, like, and I guess another question for you, Lonnie, like, um, how hard was it to even feel like you were ready to come out? Mm. When I genuinely, when I actually came out, like, regardless of who the, like, whether the, whatever the relationship was, mm-hmm. it wasn't a decision. It's kind of something I did, and it became something that all of the family knew. Okay. So, long story short, um, in my young, in ratchet days, um, we had this website called MySpace. Yes. Oh, yes. And <laughs> on my MySpace, I, being stupid, um, had put on there my sexual orientation. Uh-huh. I started adding my family members as friends and completely forgetting that I forgot to take it out of my profile. Oh. Okay. So my father's oldest brother saw my MySpace profile because of his children. Mm -hmm. He in turn went to my dad and that in turn him coming to me. So basically You got outed. Yeah. I I didn't have a choice. And that's nine times out of ten what happens with most people when they come out. Yeah. Is they don't have a choice. I knew yeah. for me, once I officially came out, I'm like, listen, as long as our parents know, I really don't care yeah. who else knows because it doesn't affect me at this point. Right. So after I had the whole blowout with my dad, I really went to my friends. I was like, I really don't care who knows at this point. They're like, wow, I'm like, I came out to both of my parents. Yeah. So whatever happens at this point happens. Right. Now, I have a follow-up question to that because it's something that, that Winnie and I talked about on our podcast maybe two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. How easy was it with the advent of social media for you to be like, this is what, this is what it is? Like, did, that, did social media make it easier for you? Like, like you're on your MySpace page where you just like you put your orientation. Like, how did, did social media make that easier for you to do? Yes and no. I say yes because at the time the people that knew or that had access were my friends. Right. It didn't make it easier because I couldn't control who actually saw what I posted or okay. saw that information. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like a, it's really a double-edged sword. So it's like yes, it's easy. Yes, it's not. That's basically easy. That's the way I can answer that. Okay. Okay. But let me see something here. What my librarian glasses. I will say something though. I do think that the parents being accepting does make the coming out process a lot less. Um, help me out here. Makes it a lot less harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know your parents are your very first support system. Right. So if they are okay with it or, you know, they accept it, maybe they can say, you know what, I don't agree with it, but I accept it because you're my child. Yeah. That's fine. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that gives the child so much confidence in themselves because these are the very first people. These are the people who took care of me from day one. So mm-hmm. any acceptance from them means a lot. I know a lot of people say, well, I don't care if my mother and father don't like me. They don't accept me. It matters. Oh, yeah. you care. You yeah, those care. Are those are your parents. Exactly. You care whether you guys have a great relationship or not. You care because mm-hmm. those that acceptance from them means so much. That's like what I had to explain to my fiance about me and my mother. Me and my mother are close. Mm-hmm. Like we are thick as thieves. And her acceptance means more to me than anything. Granted, she will tell me, I yeah, I agree with it, but I, you know, eh, you know, I'm not really, you know, with it. That's right. fine. To me, that's fine because that's like, okay, you you trusted me enough to make my own decisions. And I know that if I find trouble, you'll be there every step of the way with me. Right. And mm-hmm. that something like that when you're when you're going through coming out matters so much. I can I can imagine. Like I, I can imagine. Um you- and, and like I said, it goes back to that that level of acceptance. Like you, you know, even if they don't agree, if they accept you as a person, I'm sure that takes like a huge weight off of your shoulders. It really does. Because, I mean, I'm just talking from a psychology standpoint, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And I've, you know, and I've seen it, you know, when your parents accept things that you don't think they'll accept, it mm-hmm. gives you that confidence to move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're our first, you know, that, that, that they're our first support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Support system and, and, and as long as they're around, you know, you, you, you've come to almost expect your parents to support it. So if they don't support it, you're like, oh, man, like this is going to be so much harder than what it needs to be. Exactly. Because that's like what I told my that's what I told Ed, my fiance, before, mm-hmm. you know, when we met, before we got, you know, engaged. I was like, if sis don't like you, you know, you got to go. Right. And I mean, he wow. laughed. that's like you laughing. I said, but I'm serious because her acceptance means a lot to me. I said, because I need her to accept the man that I that I marry because mm-hmm. I'm going to have children by you. Which means yeah. those are her her grandchildren, and if mm-hmm. she is not vibing with you, she's not vibing with you for a reason. It's not some petty like, oh, I don't like you because you you sneezed the wrong way on a Tuesday. No, she don't like you because something with you is not is not vibing with her spirit, and she's like, yeah, that one, no. Yeah, that that is true. Do you feel? Do either one of you feel like this should be a discussion with couples that plan on having children? That was my question. <laughs> so I came, I came up with this question mainly because me and Ed have had this conversation multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it was because of his parents. Now, I love them to death. They're going to be my in-laws. But they have really trash opinions on the community. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I noticed, and I, I always chalk it up to the fact that largely the black community is really uneducated about the community as a whole. Preach on it. Go true. They're Preach very uneducated it. about it. And a lot of them did not take the time to learn and to meet people and to get to know them as who they are. So, one conversation that rubbed me the wrong way was when we were upstairs at a sister's house and 
y'all know Sydney stars on Love and Hip Hop now. Yes. So, oh wow. Okay. His father's like, that's a dude. And I was like, no, that's a she. Her name is Sydney Star. No, that ain't no she. That's a dude. And I'm looking at him and he's looking at me because he knows he knows me. Mm-hmm. He knows that, look, in this household, we're going we're gonna to call people by their pronouns. Yeah. We're going to call people by their proper names. Whatever they need to be called, that's what they will be called. Right. And we're not going to make transphobic, homophobic, les- lesbianophobic, none of that. Right. That's not me. That's not my house. So his mother joined in on it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking trash. So I was like, knowing me, I was like, I'm just going to shut up. Because that showed me that the black community is largely uneducated about these issues. I let it go. Mm-hmm. So I had talked to him about it. And he was like, yeah, you, you seemed really bothered by it. And I said, yeah, I was. I said, because what if that's our child one day? What if our son decides he wants to be a girl? Or our daughter wants to decide, you know, decides she wants to be a boy? Or they decide that they're gay. That they love, the, you know, people that look like them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, He's like, you know what? My parents aren't going to be the bearing of that because you know what? At the end of the day, that's their gra- that's their grandkids. They're going to have to love them. I said, yeah, but if they don't accept it, that's going to be a hardship on, on, on them and our kids. But he's like, you know what? When it comes to us, yeah, I don't necessarily, he doesn't necessarily agree with it either. But uh-huh. he's like, you know what? I want my kids to be happy. And he's like, you know what? If my son winds up gay, he brings his partner over. Yo, I don't want to hear about y'all sex life, but if you fucking my boy, just don't fuck him over. That's all I can. <laughs> oh God! So, I, I, oh, and, God. you know, it, it made me laugh, but it was such a warming moment to see that. Okay, yes, the man that I want to have children with will accept our children. Yes. In the case that it happens, and that's something that's really important, especially now, where a lot of children are finding themselves not feeling, you know, heterosexual in a sense. Mm-hmm. They feel that, okay, yeah, I like boys and I like, you know, girls or I like boys and girls or I like transgender men or women or, you know, let them explore that. And that's for the, the kind of parent I want to be. I want to be the parent that wants to let them explore that. And my kids are going to have Lonnie and his partner, whoever he decides he wants to be with, as godparents. So Mm -hmm. my kids are going to be part of the community long before they even thought about. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a huge thing. And um, just to kind of go into what you were just saying, like in regards to like that love and acceptance, there is a huge difference. There Mm. is a huge difference. We like, you can love someone or someone, but if you don't, but not it's the, the love is going to have a little bit of a strain on it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be love with conditions. And yes, I, I yes. Don't, I don't. I like I said, my daughter, if she decides, hey, I, I like women, it's going to be that same thing. Like, hey, look, I love and I accept you, and I accept your your partner, and I'm gonna let it be known. Hey, look, just like it was if it was a boy. Hey, don't don't fuck her over. Exactly. Like, it's just that simple. <laughs> You might like, be fucking her, but don't fuck her over. Yeah, like, what if y'all do that? <laughs> hey, you're adults. You know what? If, like, it, it, it's love, but it's not going to be any any funny business on any level. And, and it's just that on, on that. Like, I have I have all sisters. So it's like, I I don't have to do anything. I, she has aunts. Lots of them. So mm-hmm. whatever needs to be done, talk it out like adults. But it's not going to be anything more than that. Like. And, and and it's acceptance. Like I'm, I don't have an issue with it. And 
you know, like even like I said, my, my cousin who I talked about earlier, like his 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 friends, it's the same thing. Hey man, how are y'all doing? You know, I'm lucky. That's my cousin. I, I love him. That's my cousin. Like anything crazy, he's gonna call me. And when he calls me, like the polite voice goes off and it's it's what's up, what's happening. Hello. <laughs> Listen, you already hear the accent, so imagine when you hear what's happening. Yeah, like when you hear it with that tone, it's it means it means a whole lot more. Yeah, but that's definitely a a discussion that that parents to be should have. And I'm actually glad that you know Ed and I actually had that that conversation because I was like, oh shit, like we're we're planning for kids, but I'm like, what if this happens? Like, what are we going to to do about this? And it was good to see his answer, and his answer has never changed mm-hmm. among the the many times that we've had it. So I was like, okay, he's he's gonna be cool about it. Yeah. Well, um, I think we have to wait a second now. All right. I think this is some of the last one that we have. What are your fears that if your child comes out? Um, I'll go first. I think my only fear is the world. Mm. Is it the world? Like I don't, I don't fear anything as far as anything I can handle. My fears are things I can't control. Yes. Like in the 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 ridicule and and things of that nature. But as far as like just a a fear of of what you know people in the family say, like I I'll handle that. Like that that's one of those things I'll handle. And I, you know, my mouth pretty slick. And when it comes to my baby, like that that's that's no horseplay. Yes, I'm going to jail for tolerance. Mind. Like, no, you, you, anything you have direct to her, you direct to me. Yeah. If you direct to me, then you, you, you're gonna have an expectation of being like, yeah, we shouldn't have said that because we know how his attitude is. Like, it's it. just gonna be that. Yeah. So, so my only fear is the world. You know, things that like, you know, just when she goes out, uh, and the the looks and the things like that. I mean, my daughter, she's sensitive, and and. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but she probably gets it from me. I mask it very well, but she's sensitive. So her sensitivity, it's a, it's a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. And if she's hurting, daddy got to handle that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, so I, that- and I agree with what you said. You mm-hmm. know, for me, thinking to my future children, my fear is definitely the world. If my son decides that he wants to be a woman, I have to worry about the men that will kill her mm-hmm. or him liking her. Right. And, you know, now there are so many states. Um, I'll post this on our, on our Instagram, but there are so many states that have this law where you could legally say this, this trans woman was responsible for me killing her because... Of, of because of her, her, her transgender. So basically, you can have a legal defense for saying, yes, I killed her, and she's responsible for me killing her. How, that sounds so ass-backwards. Man, that is ridiculous. Like, and that's, I saw that's, it today, and I was so upset. And guess what? New Jersey is one of the, and Tennessee, are two of the states that have that legal defense. Mm-hmm. And it's so sickening, because it's like, oh my God. I ha- not only do I have to protect my black babies from the police right. and everybody else that want to kill them, God forbid 
she's transgender, I have to protect her from the men that are going to kill her because they like her and they can't deal with those feelings. That that is oh my goodness, that just wow. And that's wow. largely what's going on with these with these black women that are getting killed. Yeah. These men are killing them because they can't handle the fact that yes, I like women who used to be a man or who was born a man. Right. If that's what you like, that's fine. But a lot that's of people, business. like said, they cannot live in their truth. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. They they can't live in their own truth. <sighs> so it's like it's like rather than than then be honest with yourself. It's almost like you'd rather take someone's life for, for, for them living in their truth, which you can't accept. Exactly, because you gotta you got something to prove to everybody else on the block. Like that shit is crazy to me. And it's it's not only crazy with that, but the thing is I could possibly have children that want to be transgender. And am mm-hmm. I emotionally ready for that? Because let somebody let me hear that somebody killed my baby. Yeah. I'm calling Lonnie. I'm gonna be like, look, put this amount of money on my books because I'm going away. <laughs> it's just that simple with me. Like, it is that simple. Hey, just write me. You know, you ain't gotta write every day. Just about yep. once every two weeks, and and make sure my books okay, and I'll be all right. Yes, <laughs> I'll be okay. Well, I guess that pretty much it wraps up the thread for this one. Um. Normally we close with um, the self-care tip of the week. Whenever we have a guest, well, in this case, we have our long-lost cousin. <laughs> yes! Um, lucky. Okay. What is your self-care tip for the week? Okay, our self-care tip of the week. I have two. Ooh! Okay. All right. Two. One. Drink water. It's hydrating. Yes. Hydrate people. Like, like this one. And my second one, and this is the serious one. Well, the water is serious too, but this is this one is is more vital to to actual self-care. Um leave toxic people where they are. Yes. No matter who, no matter who it is. Say it, say it one more time. Say it one more no, time. No matter who it is, leave toxic people where they are. That it could be a toxic loved one. It could be your your significant other. If they are toxic, leave them where they at doesn't mean you're leaving them forever, but just leave them long enough so they can understand, hey, they're not going to tolerate this. Yes. Like, like to, to understand, they're not going to tolerate this, so I need to either get my shit together or they, they've left me where I'm at. And they'll, they'll, they'll let you know where they stand by their actions from there. So, so that's what I got. Well, I got one being based on what we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Educate yourselves. Okay. If you are black, if you are a black man, a black woman, educate yourself. There is no reason that in 2019, the year of the Lord, that we are not accepting our children for being different. Right. Because that largely is what's getting our kids killed. Yeah. They are not allowed to be different. They are not allowed to be into other things. And... A lot of them are being killed by other people, but mostly they are killing themselves. Yes. Oh. Because that acceptance is not there. Educate yourself. Yes, Lord. Wow. That was word. And drink water, like like Lucky said. (laughs) It's a heat wave on on the East Coast right now, 
Y'all hoes gonna be out here drinking water. Don't, don't let Cousin Lucky have to come put a foot up in your ass because y'all ain't drinking no damn water. Hey, you want to be out here fighting and bopping. Make sure it's under an air conditioner and a cold bottle of water is your motherfucking friend. Yes. Drink more water than Hennessy this summer, y'all. Hey, I, look, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, <laughs> let's, let's cut the Henny consumption in half and, and just put water. Drink water. Like, I get it. Even, even if it, you mix the bitch with water. Just... Yeah, like, like I get it. it. It's a hot boy summer over here, too. But mm. hey, All right, now. I drink water. I oh, but see, look, water. listen. Y'all hot boys, y'all down in some points, so y'all got to catch up. I don't know. We, 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 we've tied the score up. Yeah, the score it's, it's is pretty level right now. It's pretty level. It's all right. It's, it's, it's a close game right now. So y'all better watch out because you know we got like a month of summer left. So yeah. Yes, I think my I think I'll give one this week to us because Aaliyah gave one. Um, this morning Jada Pinkett Smith released um another self reflection. She normally does them from time to time on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And today she spoke about self love and. Mm-hmm. She so she spoke about speaking kinder to herself. Um, not to mention also loving herself enough to leaving to the point of like like you said, to leaving people to- toxic people where they are. Mm-hmm. Don't even allow them access into your life. It's just basically treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Mm. Yeah. And you can't expect anybody, regardless of the situation, gender, sexual orientation, whatever may have you, you cannot allow someone to come into your life and tell you how to love you when you already should be doing it on your own. Yes. Yes. Come with it. Come on with it. You have to love yourself first in any situation, in any predicament, you have to love yourself first. No matter the situation. If you are suffering from anxiety and depression like me and Lonnie do, talking talking to yourself in ways that is positive works wonders. Like, I mean, I have low self-esteem anyway because I've been bullied for years throughout school. And, Mm. you know, a lot of the relationships I went through were emotionally and or physically abusive anyway. So that definitely took its toll on what low self-esteem I had. But that's like definitely one of the the best pieces of information I've ever learned. Like after 21, when I began when I began to embrace my skin tone, embrace mm-hmm. who I am, and grow as a woman, was I need to start speaking to myself positively. Like yo, I swear when I be doing my makeup, I swear I want a YouTube video. Be like yes, bitch, you better come through, bitch. Yes, highlight right there, bitch. Yes. You gotta, you right. gotta, you gotta pep talk. It's crazy, and my fiance's like, "You sound insane right now." And I said, "I gotta hype myself up because if if I don't, or if you don't, who will?" Who? Oh uh, goodness! Like that right there. Like, and, and not to go too far, but yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like, um, I am a firm believer. Like I said, it's it's a hot boy summer, so I am like full on open shirt season. Like, I, yes, I love, and, and people who don't understand it. They take it as arrogance, and it's not arrogance by any means. It's just I have to affirm me. If I don't love it, how can anybody else love it? But see, I'm going to give you something, too. Mm -hmm. The people who take that as arrogance Mm -hmm. are the ones who are not comfortable in themselves to do the same thing you're doing. Hello. Exactly. Like that, that, and that's something I actually got from my therapist, too. Like, you got to love you first. You can't expect anybody else to do it 
if you don't do it, like, how can someone love me the right way if I don't even know I love myself the right way? Hello. Exactly. You got to help you help you first. It's just that simple. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, that is all we got for you guys this week. Yes. Thank you guys. We had so much so. fun with our cousin. Oh. Yes, our cousin. Lucky, where can they find you? Okay, so, of course, you can find us on the Instagram, the Cashmere Thoughts Podcast. That's our IG. My personal Instagram is I underscore am lucky lefty. Um, that's where you can find the open shirt set and, you know, the... the the um the daily manifestations and things like that. Like I try to speak life into myself and others. So if you ever need a word, check us out. Um, you can also find my co-host uh, Winnie, who's not able to join us today. But I promise you, we will do something else. He's at drinking the number four sanity yes. thirty two on Instagram. Yeah, he he's a drinker. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can find us there. Um, like I said, you can also check catch the um Cashmere Thoughts podcast on. All major podcast platforms. It's Cashmere Thoughts. Um, thank you guys for having me once again. This is not a guest spot. Thank you, family. Like, thank y'all thank you for coming. So this was just a conversation amongst family. But yes, thank you guys for having me. And I, I hope that the people listening enjoyed the conversation because I, I enjoyed it. Yes, I definitely did too. I was so excited. Yes. And I was rightfully so. <laughs> yes. Well, you guys, it's been fun. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.